You're listening to the audio production of Last Act by Craig Shirley, published by Thomas Nelson and read by Henry O. Arnold. Forward, Ronald Reagan, The People's Choice. Ronald Reagan was an extraordinary man and a transformational president. He traveled a unique path to the White House with fruitful careers in broadcasting, film, and television before he entered politics. Because he'd done well at so many things, Reagan rarely defined himself as a politician, even after two productive terms as governor of California and two as president of the United States. He saw himself as the people's president and prized the bond he'd forged with ordinary Americans. This bond is at the core of Last Act, Craig Shirley's fascinating account of the Reagan post-presidency. It is Shirley's contention, which he supports with considerable evidence, that a majority of the American people identified with Reagan and appreciated what he had accomplished even as he was denigrated by much of the media and academic establishment. Shirley, an admirer of Reagan, is the author of two excellent books on Reagan's campaigns for the presidency in 1976 and 1980. He is an unabashed conservative who doesn't hesitate to take conservatives to task when they deserve it. Neither did Reagan. Shirley recounts a hilarious anecdote about Reagan's reaction to a harangue by Jerry Falwell that I will not spoil for the reader by relating in this foreword. Many modern presidents enjoy long, happy lives after they leave the White House. Reagan's post-presidency, however, was sadly overshadowed by the dark scourge of Alzheimer's disease. Reagan reacted to the grim news of this diagnosis by sharing it with his fellow Americans. He wrote a remarkable letter to the American people that explained what was happening to him and offered a flash of his famous optimism. I now begin the journey that will lead me into the sunset of my life, he wrote. I know that, for America, there will always be a bright dawn ahead. Reagan wrote that letter on November 5, 1994. He lived another nine and a half years, lovingly cared for by his adoring wife, Nancy Reagan, who told me that the experience of her husband's Alzheimer's had taught her a crash course in patience. Shirley notes that these years were dreadfully hard on Mrs. Reagan. Aides and family came and went, but for her, she lived with the disease 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and 365 days a year, Shirley writes. Reagan died on June 5, 2004, touching off a week of national mourning. He was celebrated in a state funeral in Washington, D.C., and buried on June 11th at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. Much of this book focuses on these ceremonies, about which Shirley provides interesting new details, and on the subsequent memorialization of Reagan. For the American public, Reagan's passing released pent-up feelings of affection and gratitude. Some of his political critics, however, reacted by trying to diminish a president who had so often confounded them, trivializing Reagan's achievements and exaggerating his shortcomings. Even the phrase used so often to describe Reagan, the great communicator, became a put-down that emphasized his rhetorical skills at the expense of his policies. Shirley takes blunt issue with the critics in his own words and those of others who valued Reagan. Many of Reagan's defenders were, of course, conservative, but this list also includes former Soviet officials who had seen Reagan in action at four summit meetings with Mikhail Gorbachev and came to respect the American president.
The revisionist historian John Patrick Diggins also took sharp issue with his fellow liberal academics for undervaluing Reagan, whom Diggins believes is one of the nation's greatest presidents. Reading this book triggered personal memories. After Reagan died, I made final changes, with much help from editors, in an obituary I'd written for the Washington Post, for which I'd worked twenty-six years. Then I became one of several commentators who assessed Reagan's life for ABC News. On the day of the burial, Peter Jennings generously released me from my contractual obligations so I could attend the ceremony to which Mrs. Reagan had graciously invited my wife and me. I'll never forget it. It was a moving event that ended with the playing of taps as the sun sank behind the ridge of hills that extended beyond the Reagan Library to the Pacific Ocean. Ronald Reagan, actor and president, would have loved the drama.